0: This episode is brought to you by Baxil. Baxil is vegan, non GMO hyaluronin, which is ubiquitous throughout the human body and is either directly or indirectly involved in every physiological function. It's found in high concentration in synovial fluid where it acts as a lubricant for smooth fluid joint movement. If you are at a point in your life where you know you've done some joint damage, uh, now's as good a time as any to start taking care of yourself. So, Baxil you can find right here in our online store. We're also sponsored by Amino Complete RX. AminoComplete is enzymatically pre digested powdered collagen protein. Take it at bedtime on an empty stomach to assist the body in its recovery process. Uh, It'll help you build lean muscle mass as part of any exercise program, or heck, even just a busy life. We all need to regenerate from our hectic lifestyles, and Amino Complete is the solution. Stimulant-free, non-habit-forming, sugar-free, carbohydrate-free, provides a combination of both essential and non-essential amino acids. So start taking care of yourself. Get some. Also available right on the episode page of this podcast and in our shop. Uh, Enjoy. If you listen closely, you can hear the voice. You can hear them whisper the legacy to you. Go on, lean in. From somewhere deep inside the evergreen forests
1: of the Pacific Northwest. Seattle! <laughs> everything you know is wrong. Wrong, <laughs> wrong sir! Wrong! With Jeremy Horn.
0: We're an inhuman monster! I said good day! Yo, what's up, everybody? I just want to say it is our first official month and we have been getting tons of feedback. And so I want to thank everybody for checking in. Uh, and by feedback, I mean that it has been pretty much across the board uh, complimentary of our guests and critical of me. So that is, that has been the overwhelming s- response. And uh, I could not agree more. So we'll, we'll keep doing that. And, and believe me, we do appreciate the feedback because that lets us know how we can improve. Uh, and it lets, and it also lets us know that you guys are listening and that you're vested in the material and care about the content. So believe me, keep it coming. Um, it's been, it's been a pleasure to hear from everyone. Um, uh, how how uh, how they've how they've appreciated everything and what they've taken from it um but because of that and because people are checking in and paying attention I do have a couple quick retractions uh our episode five with Neil Levine, which you haven't heard is phenomenal uh, I believe it's episode five isn't excellent, amazing discussion on GMOs. And uh, I believe it's called um, GMXs and Os. Uh, If you haven't listened to it, check it out. Uh, But if you did listen to it, I believe I briefly referred to Neil as Dr. Neil Levine, um, which was my mistake, my mistake. And I apologize to Anyone, uh, listening and, uh, my brain sometimes moves faster than my mouth. And that was one of those times I got trapped up. And another retraction, or not a retraction, but, uh, people pointed out that my episode with, uh, Courtney Thompson, which was the previous episode to this one and is, is, a, is an amazing one. If you haven't listened to it yet, definitely check that out. It's, it's a, it's, it's, it's good for anybody, whether you're a fan of athletics or not. Um, just learning about, uh, the mental, um, the mental pitfalls that we can fall into and how to avoid them is good for you in any aspect of life and in, in success and business life, relationships, whatever. Um, but I didn't mention that uh, Courtney Thompson has won a silver medal with the 2012 US Olympic team, uh, bronze th- with the 2016 team, and gold in the 2014 uh, FIVB World Championships with her Brazilian team. And so uh, people that are very familiar with uh, Courtney's accomplishments were aghast that I didn't mention them, which is totally true. And uh, I completely missed some of that. So thank you. Once again, we truly, truly thank you for being vested in the content and for, and for giving us feedback. So keep it coming. Let us know what you think. And, and in fact, so many of you like Courtney that God knows we'd love to have her back and we'll probably have her back sometime and we'll talk about uh, her time um, playing professionally abroad and, and, and the Olympic experience. So thanks again for listening. Now let's get right to it. Our guest is Andrew Slater, who is a uh, touring, uh, headlining comic. Uh, he's originally from Seattle. As a matter of fact, he's a he's a he's a good friend of mine he's from the from back in the day. Just to give you some background, um, my home club, the place where I started comedy, was a uh, Giggles Giggles Comedies Club in Seattle, and um, Giggles has a reputation <laughs> amongst um, the comedy community, which is which is very. Um, interesting and unique and it has a certain cachet when you when you would say it when you mention giggles to certain performers uh it's kind of like the comedy store people immediately have a a knee-jerk reaction and a perception and that perception is usually true there was a time that giggles was one of the top five maybe top 10 probably top five comedy clubs uh in the entire country in the entire world um and uh that was when i discovered it uh, about about that time and about five years later, about the time I began comedy, uh, it was hands down easily one of the top five worst clubs, <laughs> absolute worst clubs in the country, one of the worst establishments you could imagine. And that's about where I found comedy and that's about where I fell in love with, with comedy and Giggles itself. Uh, for those of you who are Mark Maron fans, which I'm, I'm a huge fan of, um, he, he recorded his 2004 CD uh, ticket still available at Giggles. So Giggles was um, uh, you know, one of the crowning jewels in comedy at the time. And uh, regarded as such, Mark Maron also recorded his 2008 comedy *Final Engagement* when *Giggles* was in its death throes. And if you if you own that album, which I do, uh, listen to it. And he. And he straight up says, uh, "Right now, I am recording this CD in the worst club in America, and that's just the way that I wanted it." <laughs> that's if anyone knows Mark Marin, he intentionally sought out the worst club in America, and it was one of his favorites. <laughs> and he recorded his CD for that exact reason. Um, God, we we all love his self hate. Um, but, uh, Slater was, uh, was part of the, the Giggles crew that I, I kind of discovered for the first time, which is, uh, Lucas Seeley from Louis Anderson's Presents on Showtime, uh, Brian Moot on, uh, Q100 Radio in Atlanta. He's now a DJ. And, uh, I think many of you know Jeff Dye, who a lot of people know from, um, he took third on Last Comic Standing. Uh, he's on the NBC show I Can Do That. Um, and was on Money for Changes for MTV. He's just a common, uh, a constant presence on um, on television. I think a lot of people he's he's the, the 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 one that gained the most fame from there. But I also throw in Fahim Anwar, who didn't spend a lot of time at Giggles, but anyone that watched Fahim when he was younger uh, in his early days knew that he was clearly unique and special, and he proved that right away. And I think his new special is out on CISO. I have not seen it yet, but God, I love Fahim and I have the pleasure of featuring for him in the past. So if you don't know any of those people, look him up. Um, and uh, you know what, hell, we'll put some, we'll be putting, uh, uh, some clips up anyway, so we'll check for those. Uh, this episode though, specifically features Andrew Slater. Of those comics that kind of rounded out the, 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 um, the giggles all-stars as they called them, just kind of the, the best young up-and-coming comedy at the time, uh, locally. Uh, Slater was the one that I always enjoyed watching, I always enjoyed his writing, I enjoyed his, his perspective. Um, he, he, he's clearly a, I I don't know, comics, comic, um, people, people who appreciate writing and repeat good joke structure, um, was I've always enjoyed watching him, so I wanted to talk to him. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention the next three episodes are actually not recorded in the Treetop Tavern. Uh, my producer Paul Victor and I, we went down to Los Angeles for uh, for for a work trip, and during our, our 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 in between all of our maddening work hours, we would meet up with the with friends of ours and and, and watch their shows, and and uh, we uh, recorded a, a kind of a, a trilogy of the kind of the career arc of comedians and and of of the of the career arc of of a comedian, so we uh, we interviewed um, uh, Andrew Slater, uh, David Huntsberger, and Brian Scalaro. and this is the uh, this is kind of the first one of that. So 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 Andrew was first. We is because. Um, he, uh, one of the, one of the big rites of passage of being a stand-up comedian is your first late night experience or getting to perform on late night. It legit- legitimizes you as a performer and it gives you the door to then go to be a headliner. If you're not already, um, it acknowledges to clubs that you have been vetted by the Hollywood system and, and, and proven to be uh, a winner and a performer. So th- I wanted to talk to Andrew who just did his first Conan appearance and, um, For anyone that's ever performed comedy, Andrew experienced the moment of terror that every comedian at any level. Uh, fears the most only for him it happened live and in front of an audience of six million people Uh, but because of his years of professionalism and his experience grinding out material in front of every type of crowd imaginable uh, that moment lasted less than an instant it was less than a millisecond and was imperceptible to any of the six of any of six million people viewing Um, but not to us not to us that know Andrew uh, (laughs) and are used to watching him crush I caught it Uh, (laughs) but it wasn't until i talked to him that i that i really found out what it was i knew something was different about that performance from every other time i've seen him um, in countless different iterations um, and he we he kind of he kind of uh, elucidates what that was so it was very exciting to find out and um it's, it's a great experience and a great story so i hope you enjoy the uh, to be noted there is some strong language it's not crass or vulgar. It's incredibly minor. Um, uh, but it just in the world of stand-up comedy is, is a world where profanity is used to accentuate truth. And so, and it's not like we're, 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 we're cursing like satyrs left and right. But if you are sensitive to salty language, be advised it's in there. Um, and if you ignore it, that's probably for the best. But, uh, if you are truly at this, in this day and age, truly offended by, um, by strong language, uh, then, uh, just be advised that it's there. Other than that, it's, it's a, it's a fantastic interview. Um, and once again, we want to thank everybody for listening to us in our first month We're we're growing. With the next two months, we have some pretty incredible guests and uh, we just want to keep getting your feedback. Just keep letting us know how we're doing and what you think, and uh, and now our first new amazing guest. Uh, it was a it was a pleasure talking to uh, Andrew, and this this episode we recorded right from his apartment, uh, right in his apartment in the shadow of the Scientology Center uh, here in Los Angeles. Which is, if no one's ever seen it, it's like the Vatican, but more menacing and without any of the spiritual antiquity. (laughs) If you're ever in LA, check it out. Or, you know, just skip it entirely. If you're ever in LA, skip it entirely. (laughs) Enjoy the episode. Slater, what's up, brother?
1: Let me turn this off. <laughs> this, is bad. this is a bad start. Okay.
0: There's it no such thing as a bad right. start. There we go. I'm nice. ready. We're here. This is your plaid, your your house. We're out of the tree house yeah. and uh, here in Los Angeles. When did you get You're it? You're in did the you... bungalow,
1: baby. In yeah. Little Armenia. <laughs> this, 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 I saw the sign of Little Armenia. I got pumped. This it's a crazy a, neighborhood. It's
0: great. I love this. I love yeah. the, uh, it feels like Melrose Place.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a, it's like Melrose Place. It's like an ethnic Melrose Place. Except there's a lot more Scientologists <laughs> and lost bird posters. That's what That's what. <laughs> But everything <laughs> this neighborhood is everybody like, owns birds huh yeah i yeah. guess so yeah is, that an, is it see, armenians or just people in man i like, don't know it's if it's like, armenians or uh or like san francisco a lot of people own birds really yeah is that is it a mexican we have a lot of oh, mexicans in the neighborhood i don't want to get into yeah, like a racist start but is that a stereotype you know profiling people stereotype you know those mexicans love <laughs> birds <laughs> I don't know if that's a stereotype or not, but yeah, that's what we have a lot of because like literally next door, you can see that building. It's all Scientologists that, wow. uh, they house them there. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's like the new Jacks who just start up and then they have to like wear the starship enterprise uniforms seriously like, so
0: they're all wearing matching uniforms and yeah, yeah 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 oh then
1: they like there's a bus that comes right here Oh okay and they got sometimes they're like late for the scientology bus and you see them running it's the cutest thing and <laughs> in, outfits. Their outfits, <laughs> in their outfits yeah. in, their, in their tight strange polyester like,
0: yeah man that so is
1: weird. it's a great little armenia it's a crazy neighborhood it's dope. I like yeah it. once you yeah. get inside here it's like a little oasis. it feels like it's a little community yeah yeah, I dig yeah, it. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well where did you come down here
1: I got down here about six years ago. Okay. Uh, I went to started uh, stand up in Seattle, and then I moved to Boston for like a year. Would you did ran? You like, out, did you like that? Yeah, I loved it. I okay. just ran out of money. I oh, just yeah, had yeah. no gig out there, yeah. and like uh, wasn't really making money doing stand up. So I just could you
0: could you go up a lot in Boston?
1: Yeah, a ton. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. a ton of um, stage time. The comedy community there is really great because they're they're competitive, but not like in fighting you know right, they're right. not they're not petty they're just yeah. like want to do good yeah and then also professionally just competitive hang. Not yeah. Petty, yeah and people hang exactly. and some of my best friends came you know and stand-up are still like right boston here. guys yeah, yeah. a yeah. lot of people so. i know
0: that go to boston are like some of my best friends are yeah so
1: out. then i left when i ran out of money i came back to seattle saved up some more money and then moved down to la about six years ago it seems like there'd be less paid gigs here than in boston. here in la yeah yeah there is but but it's um, I'm just farther along, right? Right. My, right. I'm just you, doing you were more. At the time and I ran and out of money year. in L.A. too. Like I, I was working at Best Buy and shit. Gotcha. After a while, and uh, things just finally picked up. Nice, but, nice. Uh, when
0: so back so we I mean we started at Giggles right the old the old mm-hmm. the old Giggles days right. Do
1: people know about that? Do people we're, remember Giggles? We're getting
0: into it. we okay. Giggles is going to be a long running theme oh, <laughs> throughout okay. the course of this. All right. This actually may be the first time we talked about it because the first the first time we talked about okay. it, we're not going to air that. That was just a practice episode. So oh. Yeah. So Giggles. Was, you, you know, not hear something funny. I don't know if you get this at all, but so um, the level I'm at is way below where you are. Right. And so when I'm featuring for somebody from uh, um, back in Seattle, right, uh-huh. I'm they basically meet 50 other dum-dums like me a year. You know what I mean? So it's like next week I'm going to be in San Jose meeting another one just like you. You know what I mean? So the the comics that I work that I've always worked with, they're always cool. You know what I mean? I've I've been lucky enough to not work with just, you know, jackasses. I've heard stories of other ones. I'm like, that guy sucks. Right. Mm -hmm. I've been lucky enough that they're cool, but you can tell certain people you just, your personalities jibe well. And other yeah. ones, you just kind of like, yeah, we had a fun weekend, had a couple drinks, chatted, learn a little about the guy, and whatever. He's on the road uh, yeah. another time, so uh, you can see they come in from a flight, they're tired, right? And so I'm just trying to be polite and be like, hey, it's gonna be happy to work uh-huh. with you, right? And like, yeah, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? Blah blah blah. And they're just being polite, just casual chit chat, and they're like, so is this your home club? That laughs, right? And i be yeah. like, actually, no, my home club is the old. Um, I don't know if you ever knew about Giggles in Seattle. Their eyes widen, yeah. their face <laughs> changes. They're like, wait a minute, what? And I just raised several octaves in right. their opinion where they're like, tell me everything. I'm like, oh god, all of a sudden this guy's super interested in you know. I mean? yeah and we started getting into it and i tell them the stories and they're like that's real i'm like yeah that place was yeah real. you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> most of the stories you hear you can believe
1: yeah it was a crazy and it's crazy that it's like kind of had a rebirth now because mm-hmm. laughs ne- moved into the old yep. building and i went yep. back but it's not the same they like cleaned it up and i wondered if like how a, it felt to you it's a regular it feels more like laughs just if laughs moved into it just giggles. Did, so it, it, it has all the, personality, the soul yeah i think it has all the soul of laughs for yeah, sure yeah like Cause even the, cause it was fun. So people don't know, but the giggles was a comedy club. Then it was turned into a strip club when it was shut down for comedy. And then called jiggles.
0: Yeah. Good called God. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like it's just so, when so people. Sh- I hate even telling so people sticky. that. I know it's so because stupid. Because they think you're joking. They think
0: it's a joke. Like it's a hacky, sticky joke. Right. Like no, this is exactly what went I down. Know. And I didn't realize this, but, uh, apparently, uh, one of the things that, that he didn't get the proper licensing to run a strip club right yeah so it wasn't just that he wasn't making money bob wasn't making money is that he didn't get the proper licensing and i guess uh bill Gates' kids go to school right across the street yeah and it's yeah. like come on man
1: like, well they <laughs> they told on. him from the beginning you can't so then he he called it a burlesque right. club but then i think the city had a you know a hard on for shutting him down because right. he, he's being so so they like did like undercover runs and they were like given hand jobs in the back, or like I don't it, know, it's so easy.
0: But that's, if, if he's not even bothering to get the proper licensing, yeah. of course these things are going on. Like, Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even, I don't even
1: know if that's what. It may not
0: even be true, but the fact that nobody, if somebody was asleep at the switch.
1: So I'm glad it's a comedy club again, but it does. It's it's not this quite does, the yeah. same, but it's still it's nice and like they, you know, they have waitresses now and <laughs> not,
0: little things. <laughs> yeah, waitresses. Somebody at the bar.
1: Yeah, they have like t- beer on the t- the taps actually. Yeah. <laughs> Like run, yeah. like they yeah. actually they have they've, stuff they've come into the out 19th of century, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it was uh, it was a zoo. We so this is I I found it interesting it was right when the the changeover to 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 laughs when they were just doing the decoration, mm-hmm. uh, Nam went in because he had to, my my running partner Nam, you know Nam, yeah. had, to, had to run in and, and get a couple things, and I was like, oh, how is it? I haven't seen the new whatever yet, and he's like, it was like, I had to get out of there fast. I was like, oh no, it's that bad. He's like, no, it's like returning to the boom. Uh, you know what I yeah. mean? Right? You just kinda like this feels like somebody painted over giggles. Like it's just you know, I know, know, it's, I know. Well, and then, it's weird.
1: So that's the thing. So then crazy Bob is the guy turned into a strip club and he still owns the the lease. Right. And so laughs is kinda like renting it out right. from them. Right. So he won't let them take certain things down because yeah. in his warped crazy mind, he still thinks it's, it's going to be a strip. Some days he's going to turn it back. So into, like yeah. the you know the 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 probably the best thing about Giggles is like the iconic brick uh, paint by number thing that was like completely ge- uh, geo archaeologically inaccurate, where the Space Needle was the tallest building in yeah. Seattle. It was like <laughs> so stupid, but it was you know Great it was backdrop. like yeah it was just old and it was cool and it looked like a comic club. Well, they put these. Stripper mirrors yep. over that, yep. and so Bob won't let them take down the stripper mirrors. So now they just have to hang like a black curtain. That's so now what the that, background was? The stage that was. of thought was Just like a black curtain. I thought that
0: was temporary. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah, oh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, because so, that brick wall is so iconic. Because you
1: could paint it something else. But yeah, yeah. it's like it's like the classic you know comedy brick wall yeah it's quintessential
0: cool. 90 yeah if you go yeah. on to youtube and you good giggles comedy you'll see clips of, of people like oh, yeah. us bombing with the, the background. Yeah. you can see that that's cheesy <laughs> funny background right all
1: of us yeah. mike has that clip up on youtube where he coming uh, yeah coming yeah and he uh do you remember kelly farnsworth barely okay so he more, yeah. did all this bullshit with like puppets and music and balloons and he had some big balloon that was left on stage that was floating around and mike was uh, <laughs> he just started he's like screaming and yelling and impersonating oh, kelly yeah, yeah, yeah. and he kicked he tried kicking the balloon and he kicked the balloon uh high and then oh and then there was like a bouncy ball on stage for some reason somehow fucking kelly brought a bouncy ball and mike kicked the bouncy ball and it went straight up into the lights and knocked, oh, and it knocked the, lights the lights out, out. i've seen and that i think that youtube i, don't, I think he I might like, have taken yeah. it down oh, no. but if it's still you should search I remember, mike cummings yeah. on youtube because it's the funniest that's clip. fantastic and then because the lights just go out it like, just so yeah it was, not just the stage like so the whole the whole place dark whole and place. mike is just laughing <laughs> And One Terry. in a million shot. Yeah. Terry was so mad. Well,
0: you'll appreciate this. So uh, uh, Bob would come over and, wa- and come to laughs and, and, and watch and watch shows. So he he I, he isolated me and said, "You look like you you know you you you're 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 a guy." So he's like, yeah. "I want to start because he got shut down." So he's like, yeah. "I want to start doing shows again in giggles." Would you think you'd be able to be the host and bug and, and help me be whatever? And yeah. so I talked to Dave, and Dave was like, "Yeah, man, go for it." Because it wasn't like doing weekends; it was just it's nothing. Sure. Right? And so. I ran Giggles before, you know what I mean? In that interim.
1: Oh, you ran. In that interim period. Bob's Giggles. Yeah. And you want to hear wow. something hilarious? Yeah, it fun. was,
0: it was fun because for me, it was like uh-huh. great Giggles is back. So they leave the pole on the stage. So the stripper <laughs> ball is still there because like you said, this is just, now he still thinks right. it's going to be a strip club. Back when he just lost the licensing, he thinks right. any week, He's going to take away the comedy and put it right back into stripping, right? So So he thinks any week
1: everything is going to go through. The comedy is just a placeholder in the storybook But also, I did the best I could. But you know how it is where it's
0: like a comedy. People got to know comedy's there. They got to want to see the comedians and something. You create an environment. You create your audience, right? Mm -hmm. He's just kind of like, great. So just get the comedies in there. I was like, okay, so then you're going to bring the audience? He's like, ah, they'll show up. Oh my god, no they won't They think this right. is a strip club, right? So it still had jiggles on the, on the on the marquee, right? And all the windows still show advertisements for strippers Who's gonna know this is a comedy club?
1: People you know, would come in expecting strippers so we, have, so we have the stripper pole on great. the wall
0: You know what I mean? And uh, um, Riley Newton had the best ever, right? Because everybody would have to acknowledge it It's such a weird thing mm-hmm. So with our crowd of like 15 to 20 people You have to acknowledge the pole And there's very few unique ways you can acknowledge the pole, right? Yeah. And so Riley's in the middle of doing her set She puts her hand on it like resting against the wall because it's a natural thing. Also, and she's like, "Ooh!" Jerks away like, "Oh!" I just felt like all the ghosts of the vagina passed, it just like passed <laughs> through me. It was the best line, right? And so, uh, so everybody's—it's such a weird environment. Mirrors behind you, and if yeah. you go to my some of my social media, you'll see pictures with all the mirrors behind all these stripper mirrors, and you and the mic like an idiot wow. with the stripper pole and the, and the mirrors. This so is good.
1: Just, you're filling in like the, 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 the lost missing lost pieces, pieces right? for me. Yeah. So
0: there's like you, you know, you're on stage, and there's like 50 mirrors behind you. You know what I mean? Of like 20 versions of you. It's such a weird environment to perform. It's like a fun house. It's like a fun house. But no fun. But but nobody's having (laughs) any fun, right? And so the best was like, it's pretty soon, like when you book good comics, you guys start, we start having fun. And those are some of my favorite shows is where the crowds didn't show up the way we thought. So we just start having fun. And then you guys end up and be like, I wrote two new jokes that night, right? Right. So those are fun nights. So it ended up being pretty fun because you're bringing in good acts and people like the 20 people there are like, "Eh, I got a good show, right? Then you would see like four college dudes come in, come inside look around their eyes get wide they kind of jerk and they're like oh oh this is not what we came I can't imagine a worse a worse thing to get punked by than comedy when you think you're gonna go see lovely right. ladies you know what I mean and the best was when you go in there you know that you went to go see naked ladies right, right. but these guys show up and they they don't wanna be like oh sorry we thought there was gonna be nudity bye you so can't you can't just turn a beeline cause then we're gonna be like see a perverts right? right so they would be polite and they would come in and just sit down as if they came to see the comedy show oh, <laughs> listen damn. to like one comic c- applaud and then politely sleeve like in between uh. acts and go like let's go try another place and downtown they're, like,
1: they're buying their drinks with like 14 one dollar bills yeah exactly <laughs> it's such a weird environment man <laughs> It's crazy. This is the the, the here or there, but real
0: quick is uh, um, uh right when Terry started t- taking things over. So Terry was the the, the, the former owner manager at uh, Giggle, so he's the guy that kind of shepherded us, I guess. As sure, young comics, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, or tortured, whatever you want to, yeah. whatever you want to, <laughs> you want to perceive it. it? And so I'd, I'd sit there just chatting because I was excited that what was happening. So I was just kind of like, I haven't had a chance to talk with Dave, the owner laughs yet. How's this working? How-? And he's just telling me, yeah, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And then meanwhile, you know, in between sets, the stripper would come and sit and hang out with us, right? So that's a weird environment where you're sitting there just chatting in business and all of a sudden you're like oh hey hey desiree what's up and people would come in and they had one stripper on staff one they only
1: so, had one one why so, why mess with a good thing one. you got one good <laughs> stripper you got one good why man. hire she doesn't want the competition anyway i actually appreciate Is that. Is that amazing can you picture giggles with just one stripper that would be around? funny if uh strip clubs started doing that where like strippers just open their like i'm gonna go you know how like you're you maybe you work for Windermere as a real estate right. agent yeah. and you're like, fuck it, I'm tired of giving my commissions sending them up the ladder, you know? I'm just going <laughs> to hang a shingle out <laughs> you're of my little duplex here and I'm going to she- be like Andrew Slater's Realty, right? <laughs> Why can't strippers do that? Like, I'm sick of working at, uh, you know... That's hilarious. A 45-minute drive from Tacoma just Jumbo's, to get to Deja Vu. Jumbos! <laughs> Jumbos clown room. I'm going to just do a... Shelly's Shelly's strip club and you just come by and Shelly just, with, Shelly's Shelly's there. her stripper name. She's like she, she puts out the sign out front flips it like be back in like a half yeah. an hour. She's on a lunch break. That's the little clock, the little <laughs> clock where you move yeah. the hands. I <laughs> like a small town, you know. The supporting independent businesses. Yeah. Absolutely. I think
0: ah, I, I think a, strippers should do that. That's amazing if that idea caught on. That yeah. would be hilarious.
1: <laughs> but yeah so those were crazy times you know like but that, i did learn how to do comedy at giggles so that's giggles a, sharpened you know what
0: i mean sharpened
1: yes yeah sharpened and dulled because uh not to get too like inside baseball with comedy but giggles provided so much um stage time right so it was almost like and especially once you got in kind of good there it'd be like Borderline unlimited stage, like like every weekend, you know the four shows and the Thursday and the Sunday mics, and you could really go as long as you wanted once you're in there. Good, so it almost was like a a lux, like a too much. Because you didn't have to, like, really Oh, yeah, compete. Yeah. You didn't really have yep. to, like, oh, I'm a little wordy with this bit or something. Because when you're only getting three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, you've got to, like, Maximals. cut, 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 yeah. cut, and go laugh, laugh, you know? That's true. So that's – Giggles gave me the time. Like, it gave me, like, okay, I can do a half an hour. I can do 45 minutes, all that stuff. But then when I went to Boston, I learned how to, like, edit. Gotcha. Because those sets were, like, so... They would go... Because I was used to these long sets of giggles. and And then, like, in a blink of an eye, my set was over. And so I had to really learn how to, like... Titan over there. And but. I think
0: that's what people don't realize because when we think competitive, we think of like uh, like sports yeah. where like you're, you're no longer the starter, right? Right. It's the same kind of way except it's, it's like as if you're like switching positions back and forth because like um it's so competitive. Seattle is not competitive. It's completely different. And I try to explain to young comics and I'm like, this is not good for you as a comic. When you have a horrible set and all your friends are like, whatever, you crushed. Don't worry about them. It was a bad audience. No, I'm right. making excuses. You had a bad set. Those are bad jokes. You need to do better. Yeah. Giggles was a meritocracy where... If you're consistently doing Yeah. You got more time, you got more showcase, you got more, right? Right. Then like you were saying, that's interesting. Editing is people don't understand that that I guess or would know that element of comedy yeah. is that is that now we have to maximize the jokes and the laughs and the time. Whereas if you are doing the same three, four minutes, pretty soon the whole community and the owners and the club owners are going like, eh, this cat's just doing the same three, four bits, then you start to lose that preferential treatment. You start to lose those yeah and then somebody else is gonna take your time. But then if you get better, they're like, Oh, this is it and then you kind of flip
1: and i think when you were saying sharpening it's not even necessarily like on stage like a lot of what i learned at giggles was like how to be a comic off stage like how to hang out with comics Mm. in the bar and stuff and that's where you really had to be on your toes because like everybody was busting balls and like talking shop and and uh and it was almost more of a Like, I would go home. Whatever you did, like, when I was first starting, like, whatever you did at the open mic was great. Whether you did good or bad, probably no comics suck because not a lot of comics hung out in the back of the room. They were hanging out in the bar, holding court, you know? And my self-esteem driving home that night wouldn't have...
0: Been on your set. Wasn't about
1: what I did on stage. It was about what I did in the bar in front of the other comics. Isn't that funny? I I think that holds true now. Like, even now in Los Angeles, if you have a great set in front of a crowd, that should be enough, you know, but it really doesn't matter. Like it's like you crush in front of but you're like, but they're just audience members. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, That's easy, you know? (laughs) Like, but who was in the room? Like were there comics I respect in the room? Was there some, you know, industry types of people that I crave their approval or whatever, which is the wrong way to like probably look at it. But it it does give the set more value if certain people are in the room or not. You know?
0: I think there's more to it than that. Also, like comics, like there's a couple of comics that when I first started going, they're like, hey, you're not quite where you I need you to be, but I'm about to go on the road and I like you you know what I mean so I wasn't good enough as a comic but he's like but you're good enough we're gonna have some tough we're gonna do some tough bar gigs but I think you'll be fine so they put the faith and trust in me and there was comics that were better than me but they're like I don't want to hang out with this cat in a car you know what I mean right so it's the same way that back of the room holding court I was my favorite aspect of giggles and I just wanted to be a part of it watching you guys force around right is because here now if let's say you let's say uh Bill Burr's your idol you know what I mean and then you have a great set he sees it then afterwards you're chatting with him and oh my god we love the same sports teams we love the same stuff then he's like you know what a thing just came up I like slater i want to have him do
1: right yeah because he sees your value not just on stage but this guy and that's probably something that carries over into all of business you know right. or all any industry or anything like being like easy to hang out with and like which you know it kind of sucks because a lot of comedians suck at hanging out with people they're like antisocial or have anxiety or you know they, there's reasons why you like develop a sense of humor to deflect things but the more you can just kind of hang out and be cool and be fun to be around, like that does get you opportunities yeah. that stand-up doesn't I have, always... I have
0: friends of mine that makes almost like six figure salaries. And I'm like, I went to college with this guy. I've watched this guy black out, you know what I mean? On Yeah. This guy's a dumb, dumb. And, but they're so charming and so likable that they just keep climbing up the ladder because they just get promotions over people more talented than them because, and even the people that they leapfrog are like, eh, I like this guy. You know what I mean? Like they're not resentful, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think that is something that crosses. There's so much like I've figured out in comedy that, and I would complain about it because this is what I've done my whole life since right. I'm like 19 years old. Right. I haven't done anything else, you know. I was like in radio for a second, you know, trying to use my degree but it was like, <laughs> didn't last and then I worked at Best Buy or whatever, construction, all this stuff. But uh, comedy is essentially the only business I've really like dived into mm-hmm. and I always thought these things were unique to comedy like oh it's not it's who you know not what you know like I thought that was like a comedy like I, it took yeah. me like forever to realize no that's every, everything every aspect everywhere of <laughs> everybody is like you know the networking thing and the talent versus hustle and all that stuff that comes up in every business
0: and now that you're a headliner now that you're on the road now you see all the business aspects yes right yeah it's yeah yeah, yeah. in a broad scope
1: yeah exactly and you hang out with um like especially like now I I hang out with more people who aren't comedians Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at this point in my life Mm -hmm. than probably any other point in my life before I got into it because I'm not just like, I still, most of my friends are comedians, but uh, because you're on the road and, and it's more of a solitary act, you Mm -hmm. know, you're, you can't like go on a tour with like four of your buddies because there's just not enough money. It doesn't right. make a sense right. e- economically. So you basically go somewhere by yourself. Mm-hmm. You work with whoever's a new group the of opener people, like me, yeah. and maybe you're like. You have a good time and hang out, but you're not like best friends, you right. know. And then you come home. So I have a lot of friends now in Los Angeles who aren't necessarily comedians, mm-hmm. but some of them mm-hmm. are. So yeah, that's, so I'm I'm like I feel like I get a wider perspective range of range people. Of, yeah. yeah, but
0: we the, a couple of things real quick. Uh, I want to know if you have any giggle stories or favorite giggle stories because those are my
1: yeah. Those are the best. I think I have a couple. Uh, yeah,
0: because uh, one of the things like for comedians that that, that, that maybe listen to this, the, the, uh, um, uh, I always try to explain when people ask me questions I'm like giggles. I'm like, one of the things is that there was no host. So they're already like that's chaos. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, right. Giggles had such an efficient system that I just fell in love with the first time I went there. I was like, the underground is fantastic. Oh, just the tag team, exactly, yeah. exactly. Where I was like, everybody was so comfortable with each other that that you, the each comic would bring up the next comic, right? But you wouldn't just say this next guy and list some credits you would comment on the set that they just did. And yeah. you would say something personal about each other. Like this guy needs to get his socks out of my dryer because I'm tired. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then the next, story, so you was, you, so is as an audience member, before I started doing comedy as an audience member, I would watch that and love it and be like, Oh my God, these it's, it's like a sitcom. These people must live together, you know, mm-hmm. which you essentially did in the back room. We spent so much time <laughs> together, but like it was, it was always hilarious to me that, um, that, that it's so organic. You couldn't institute that at a club. It it just it just happened and it just works. Well,
1: there isn't anything like that like in these bigger markets, like in Los Angeles. Like everybody does every club, you know. There's no like yeah at the comedy store. There's a little bit of that, but even the comedy store has changed where everybody goes there you know right. like it's a, such it's a built cool place in. to it, hang it's just out built in, right? yeah so but you
0: couldn't institute that policy into a club it wouldn't work because it's comics are just are just chunky people so they'll just start sh- cutting down the comic informant just shitting on their act right yeah. that's all it would turn into but it was giggles was like i'm gonna shit on this person because he's my friend and, and i support him you know right. what i mean exactly like, here's a good example when i like you can tell like when, uh, when you start getting better at comedy it was it the first time people started remembering my name at giggles or were people like you and people would actually say like hey How you doing? Just getting acknowledged, you're like, oh God, I don't suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that this person won't even say my name, so then you know how it is. Like when you have a you have a rocky set because you're new, and then a guy who's better than you just kind of dumps on you, right? Yeah. So your boy Brian Moot, we did a show and younger, and he Uh dumps on me. You know what I mean? And it's just that's how it works, (laughs) right? I was like, yeah, it is rocky set, and he makes fun of me, and the audience is laughing, and he's making fun of me and
1: being really cutting, right? Yeah. But that's the way it works. I'm not. Brian had a way. or probably still does have a way of like, yes, like not just making fun of you for bombing but just taking your premises and like demeaning them a little <laughs> and like really looking at them logically yeah. and this And you're like, Oh my God, now I can't like this thing. I thought was like a hot new bit. Like it's I can't, no credibility in. anymore. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so like, uh, so then after I got better and he went out and he, and he, came back to Seattle, he was living here for a while, came back to Seattle. We booked a show. He didn't, he didn't watch my set. Normally mm-hmm. he'd watch my set and you could tell because I had a great set. And then he comes up and starts immediately bashing me. Cause that's what we do to yeah. silence. Yeah. And he was like, what happened? what happened? Did Jeremy get good? He's just like, I don't, I was not preparing the crowd to turn on me as the headliner That's right before. Funny. And I was like, yeah, you didn't watch my set. That's really funny. <laughs> Mitch tried to do the same. Our boy, Mitch Burrow, yeah. we'll uh, be seeing this thing. He tried to do the same thing and, uh, love Mitch. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, I I got a, I have a new closer right or at the time I had a new closer and mm-hmm. so he clearly didn't watch my set he comes over and starts bashing my old closer uh, the ju- and the audience is staring at him and booing him and he's just kind of like oh my god did he not tell that joke uh, that's oh so no funny. and now he's got to start his act on that it takes a lot of <laughs>
1: balls to assume that you would close on a certain joke like how many times did he see you do that Like, but it's just it's just yeah. your friends where you know you have
0: certain bits that right. you always remember your friends having we have friends of ours that are now super successful you know what I mean like you yeah. and yet we still make fun of him and tell one joke that was terrible from those days that and they're like so man that was my third week of comedy We're like still that's still a bad joke and we're still gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna come to your funeral <laughs> and tell that joke <laughs>
1: oh, that's funny.
0: which what are your favorite giggles moments
1: uh well i i talked about the aforementioned kelly farnsworth so kelly was this weirdo who showed up at Giggles, and he was probably in his like forties, but you know, good looking guy, slick back hair, like, and it gave off the appearance of money. Like he, like, literally had a giant yellow Humvee, like drove up and would like park it. In those days, all the time. that's a big deal. Humvees yeah. were not readily well, and this as was available. at the end, I think, of the oh, Humvee. Okay. But yeah, it yeah, was still, it, still, it looked like a guy who had money like three years ago. Okay, and yeah. didn't <laughs> know how to spend it, you know. So he would come to the club and. He would just do anything, like like so. And again, very would like to show off money, but and also in a way humble. Like he'd buy everybody drinks. Mm. He would big talk. You know, he would he would um, throw up around a bunch of money. He would go on at any point. He would host the show. He would go on first. He would go on last. It didn't matter. Do anything, but he was horrible. Like he would tell jokes off of YouTube or oh jeez. He, he like he came up with these puppets and. But he wouldn't even do, like, uh, ventriloquism. It was like they would just sing. Like, he would play a, a tape in the back, and he'd make the puppets sing or whatever. <laughs> it's like He did these changing... He did these things where, like, he wore, like, weird outfits, and he would take off the suit, and he'd be wearing, like, a tutu and or, like, a thong or whatever. Like, it was every... It's like he had watched every aspect of comedy yeah. and just tried to absorb it and
0: internalize he didn't want it without even, realizing the subtext. I don't even think he wanted to
1: be a comedian. He just wanted to be like some sort of entertainer. Gotcha. You know, and was willing to do anything. And, and he would give away money. Like he'd literally oh like. Oh my
0: God, I heard about
1: this. He'd fucking just hand out heard about cash oh, to geez. get the crowd amped up because he thought so that's, how yeah, that's how it goes. And you're like. <laughs> So it was more like it was more like a warm up guy for yeah. a game show, yeah. <laughs> you know, than stand up comedy. But a bad warm up guy. Yeah. So anyway, Kelly would come around, mm-hmm. and he would do things. Terry would normally kick someone like that to the curb. You know, right. it's like no, I'm not going to put you on stage. You're horrible. You're gonna, you know. However, Terry was at that point the club was like going, you know, downhill a little bit, and. Kelly was spending all this money not only spending money but doing favors like Kelly like built a, he installed a hood fan in the kitchen oh god like, we that makes a, a big difference the yeah. comics like you know you, you say everyone has the same story like oh when I started I had to pick up the headliner from the airport or <laughs> I had to get ice or I had to like you know do thing, do the door work the door at the club yeah. or seat people he installed a hood fan <laughs> in the kitchen so that's be- yeah. above and beyond yeah, yeah. and he, he built that's like a it's skilled labor he built, like, a handicap ramp oh, to man. the stage and all this stuff. So he, like, basically brought the club up to code <laughs> for Terry. Meanwhile, oh. he's, like, rich. Like, it's, like, weird. It's, like, okay, man. I can think of, like, a handyman who's out of work. I mean, right. this guy's supposedly rich, like, owns all these... I think soccer fields. Or he had some business. He owned, owned like indoor. soccer. And here he is
0: doing, doing, doing do menial labor
1: just to Man. get stage time for free. And by the for way, give away money At the sh- oh my to God. audience members.
0: That's uncanny.
1: So everything built to the point where he really wanted to host for Jeff Ross. Jeff mm-hmm. Ross sure. is like uh, <laughs> the the roast master general, you know. And he's obviously everyone knows who he is. So Jeff Ross comes to town, and the, and Kelly like you know, he's really amped and it's, and he kept things like, it's like the dirty, cause Jeff Ross is pretty dirty. Yeah. You know, he's not like that dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like, you know, he's a dirty comic. Yeah. And so, uh, First of all, he's got to put on all the fucking gear. So it's like the crowds, it's sold out. So all the energy's up. Kelly's got to work the door and do all these seventeen other things, and there's no waitresses because Terry's cheap and everyone's <laughs> no running. waitresses. It's just chaos. The yeah. place is all chaos. Everyone's mad because the drinks taste like shit and everything. So so Kelly is has like thirty seconds basically to finish his duties at the front door. Everyone's sat. Now he's got to go back and change into whatever fucking crazy (laughs) outfit he's gonna wear and so the you know the bar is full and everything and terry starts yelling at kelly like kelly we gotta start the show right now we gotta you know it's like getting late and the crowd's getting he's like and kelly's hosting we gotta start the show right now and kelly just yells from i I call it the green room but it was really where the soda guns were. Mm -hmm. they kept all the (laughs) the liquor and shit yeah and so i just hear everyone hears out in the bar is just Terry, I'm putting on my pants. <laughs> and then the whole bar is like, What? This what? <laughs> is this place? So he goes out and uh and he does so his act that night was uh I be stroking. You know that song? Oh, song I'd like, yeah. be stroking. Yeah. But again in Ter- in Kelly's mind it's like, oh it's a dirty show. Just- <laughs> yeah. So he changed the word stroking to fucking. He just, like he just, childish. I would mean, be like, fucking, yeah. and he just said it like, and, and like, it was, Terry lost his mind and got yeah. mad at him. And Terry did not he didn't like the F word, which did is not so like weird because Jeff Ross probably said the F word. Yeah, a million times. But, yeah. uh, so that was a. To let alone not use it effectively and use it horribly and childishly. And oh, I still have a Kelly Farnsworth poster because he made no posters way. of he himself. He made posters. And he, he got the headline, the club. What? Eventually. And he, he he blew up I mean, he spent so much money on like advertising and radio ads oh, and like all sorts of things. Nobody came and then but he put up these huge like I don't know, like um like if so you know like an eight by ten. So I'm trying to think of how big these would be basically the size of a wall, like an eight foot poster. Oh is, like, god, that kind of, these, of life size. Like giant posters oh. like plastered up all over the club. You have one of those? I don't have one of those, oh, but man. I have one of the oh, like, like like 10 by 12s or I don't know how what the dimensions are but it's a bigger poster and I kept it and it's him in all his different outfits (laughs) and he's got these quotes from people and they're not they're barely compliments like (laughs) like somehow he got one from Dick Clark's production company so I don't know if he'd like auditioned for them at some point or something but it's like this guy's something else. It's yeah, that's like, so amazing. It's just like nothing <laughs> not says, good like, or bad. Right, right, right. It's just, just like else. cherry picking <laughs> what they, what you wanted to mean. So Kelly was uh, one of my favorite <laughs> characters. There's just a lot of characters like that.
0: Well, one of the things I wanted to talk about is the uh, is your Conan your Conan set. Yeah, right?
1: for sure. What,
0: so were you work Were you getting it out there to everybody, or were you isolating Conan's people and be like, I want to be on Conan?
1: Um, I I didn't have that many you know emails to to uh get it out there too like i knew i think i had like a couple of the late night bookers information to send it to but i n- zeroed in on jp because one he's the guy at conan because one because he was in la mm-hmm. you know and two it's because i knew guys who had done conan and so i was like oh this seems like one i can like shoot for. And I, and it's like my favorite of all the, it was like, if Me I could too. pick one, yeah. you know, he's like, it would be a, such an honor to like meet him and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I basically had sent him like three years ago or before I did it, I, I obtained his information, but would send a tape here like maybe once a year and never mm-hmm. heard anything. Okay. And finally, uh, my new manager was like, Hey, let's like make a real push. We'll get a really quality tape, you mm-hmm. know, and make sure it's a really good show and do exactly what you want. That makes a difference. Yeah. And uh, he, he, we sent it in and like literally it came back because I've heard of like he, what he'll do is like... tweak this, change this. Yeah. Go yeah. back and forth with people. Like, like Okay. Right. Like this joke, this joke, but these probably won't work. So maybe send me those two jokes plus the rest of the five minutes or whatever. So... Uh, but, but he, it came back and he was like, well, I like this, 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 and this. And in my head, I was like, well, that's fine. That's <laughs> so yeah. can I just do. So, and then it was, so it was pretty, after Very that, specific. it was pretty quick. So I recorded the set again in, um, the order that I was planning on doing So the, on the set show. you did
0: was what you had presented and what you had shown Not
1: quite. Okay. So the set I ended up doing, I borrowed a joke from, uh, another comic, no, from one of my sets, that i sent him previously. Because yeah. so, comics have gone
0: on TV and used your jokes, right? No. No? Oh, okay. No, no. All right. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't think so. They anyway. have. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> wow. was, uh... yeah, he's a good writer. So, so a good writer. Uh, but I had... So those old tapes I'm talking about, so he... When he approved the jokes that I'd sent in on the the newest tape, I think what he did was he went back and looked like searched in his gmail whatever oh, he found Andrew all the Slater, old... he saw all these old tapes oh. I sent in and he's like, "You know what else could work like this this, oh, and this interesting from those old tapes, which he clearly had never watched yeah yeah. or he did yeah. and or he yeah. just he didn't, didn't have the didn't time to exa- respond yeah. so that's crazy uh so I ended up doing. The last joke on the set was from one of those older oh, submissions. But and that's what they wanted to see. And I actually said, I don't, because what he wanted me to close with, I wasn't comfortable. I was like, that joke is not <laughs> like, I would, I could have snuck that in the middle, but I'm like, not comfortable closing yeah. with it. And so he's like, do what, you know, do what you're comfortable doing. So it was really cool. He, he gave me good advice. He was like, just treat it like any other show. Mm-hmm. Play to the room if mm-hmm. something happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's address a big it. Deal. Yeah. Like don't don't like be like it's gotta be perfect. T V, yeah. you know. Because I think like, most people would think that. Yeah. yeah. And that's detrimental. You can't Right. Don't like read a script. Like right. just do comedy, you right. know? And then So that was good advice. I also got good advice from a guy named Mike Lawrence. He said like Mike Lawrence is great. No matter what your first joke does, just act like it was what you were expecting it to do yeah so so what happens is like conan for a while it's changed now but for a while it was notoriously a tough like the Mm -hmm. tbs conan Mm -hmm. in the old room the way it was set up yeah the studio was set up i think it was just hard Mm -hmm. for Mm stand-ups because you'd see a lot of like shakier sets and then i think they switched it up but so he said like hey no matter what that first joke does because it might not do what you're expecting it you can't let it throw you you got to present as if that was what you were expecting, and that gives you the confidence to go ahead and kill. Because if you look rattled after that first joke, you're gone. It's dead. You're, also- you're dead. You're dead. You're going to bomb.
0: Well, I, I featured him for him like two weeks after his, and I remember something wacky happened. Remember for his set?
1: Uh, for Mike Lawrence? Yeah. Oh, I don't so, know. I don't even remember. Was,
0: oh, he, he went to the wrong mark
1: uh right yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. He,
0: and, and immediately so immediately he's like i went to the wrong mark you know yeah. what I mean? like just completely acknowledge it and now yeah. that is already laughing then he goes right into his set right that's right yeah, okay yeah. so he's that's great advice then yeah
1: like, so that would be the two things that i think are the most important is like definitely it's just another like it's not just another set but you have to like perform to those people in the room Were you, you were know? okay with the order
0: of the way those jokes were set up or you would have done it differently
1: of my set, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I like that was the order. I definitely that wanted. that was the order you wanted, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I I put that together. Did you
0: envision that set going a certain way? Or were you just like I'm just gonna go up there and it's gonna be like another?
1: Yeah, no, I I was like definitely happy with the way it went, and I was happy with um, that's the way I thought it was, you know, gonna go. I didn't, I, I I mean, I haven't watched it in a while. The one thing I will say is the first joke I did got a good response, yeah, yeah. so I, I was lucky where. I didn't have to like, yeah, work. you know, mm. present confidence. I was just like, oh, okay, good. That's mm-hmm. that's a good start. However, then, like, I think I was thinking all that, and like, I literally blanked for like a good second. So seconds into eternity, you People can't, don't realize. Yeah, you can't don't realize. Really see it unless you're looking for it. But right. if you're looking for it, you can see like dead terror in my eyes for about a second while I'm like searching for what I'm gonna talk about next. And then I got into it and it was fine, but uh there was like yeah you're you're right like in that second the mind is powerful like I think I envision my entire life flashing before my eyes. People don't second. realize
0: because we have no concept of time. So right. our,
1: as in comedy, we're dictated by time.
0: Time yeah. is the overriding, you know, almost more than the jokes. You know what I mean? Is like is the most limiting function. So whenever people say, "I think about doing comedy, I'll think about going to open mic," I'm like, "Just don't bother." You know what I mean? It's usually my yeah. film, but you know they want to do it anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. And I tell them, I tell them, I give people four pieces of advice. Not one person's ever taken my advice, and they end up bringing their friends. I go, "Don't invite friends and family." Right. They immediately bring friends and family. I tell them watch the time, and I go. I go. You get three minutes at the at the comedy underground. I go. That's yeah. your best place to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Three minutes, yeah. right? And they're like, "What? I'm funny for like half hour." I'm like, "You're not. You know, yeah. I've known you for four three years." Three minutes is all you need. It's an yeah. eternity. And so yeah. I go. I want. I'm going right now. I'm doing a little exercise right now. You're gonna stare at the wall. I'm not gonna say a word, and I'm just gonna time. And then you tell me when it's been uh, forty seconds. Yeah. And within like 15, 20 seconds, they're like, "Now." Nah. I'm like,
1: "No, right? <laughs> you're
0: not even at half. Yeah. It, you don't understand one click that one second in your in your own brain how powerful it is." redirects it goes
1: both ways too because like if you're bombing especially like you let's say you gotta do an hour like at a casino or something and it's just bad you know and it's like you do your whole and you look down your watch it could be like 25 minutes you're like holy shit oh yeah oh
0: that's the worst feeling (laughs) like oh my
1: god but it goes the other way too where it's like you know, you got a five minute set and it's a hot room, and then, like, next thing you know, you barely got through one joke because mm-hmm. it's such a so it's usually depends on how much fun, yeah, yeah, the show is. But, uh, <laughs> I did. yeah, time I did. is,
0: I've had to tell young comics some, you know, like they come off afterwards, they're just struggling, and so
1: I just oh, look. yeah, and the friends thing is so true because I didn't, not that I did it the right way, however. I didn't tell anyone I did stand-up for, like, two years. I remember that. You like, told me that when we were at Giggles. You told me I that. wouldn't – I didn't want anyone to know. Yeah. I was like, I don't want them coming to see me bomb. I also just didn't like the idea. I have this, like, sort of – I don't know if it's, like, a Lutheran thing or a Swedish thing or whatever. But this background where it's always, like, don't brag. Don't. It's mm. not about mm. you. Like, you, you, who would – who the fuck <laughs> do you think you are that you can just say you're a comedian? That's like, a good a tell comedian. tell like that's a healthy it's kind of healthy for, this, I think for this you know moderation no, right, you know, right, right, you, right some of it's good some of it's not yeah. but i i that was the way i thought i was like if i tell people i'm a comedian the first thing is like oh you're funny yeah. you think you're you funny think you think? and i was like let me just figure this shit out <laughs> yeah. in the nice seclusion of a dark room with a bunch of weirdos and <laughs> yep. strangers i'm never gonna see again and it wasn't until like a dude from my high school saw me at an open mic like years After, obviously, I was done with high school. And he kind of told everybody. And then people started coming to shows. But I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my parents. Like, they would... I was living at my parents' house, you know, 20 years old or whatever. And they were like, where are you going? Like, what... I would say I was playing pool I kept saying I was like man he really loves and then I he would say pool. I'm going to the comedy club but I wouldn't say I'm doing stand up yeah, so going they'd to be, the be like he just loves going just loves to, to stand up and playing yeah. pool
0: <laughs> just loves yeah. seeing comedy so I remember I'm, one point that's that's one of the p- part about the point that I met you and I always loved you were such a great writer that you were always immediately one of my favorites of Giggles I just loved watching you oh, know thanks, comics man. watch other comics and yeah. so you, you isolate and you're like that dude writes you know what yeah. I mean right oh, thank you. and so like uh, uh, I remember when we were chatting and you said said um you had told me i was like yeah my parents don't know i was like what and you were like i think about telling them i got a night job because <laughs> you I think you're running out of excuses yeah <laughs> and so you're like i don't think they're buying the pool thing anymore
1: i gotta <laughs> no. switch it up <laughs> i gotta like and it's just such a stupid thing to lie like why would you it's have no, to lie I about think that's, it but i think that's perfect i think like if people are interested in getting to stand up like yeah go do some open mics with that and don't tell anybody
0: but, like, do you, but that's the right way to do it because here's you'll see this is interesting so I went the opposite of a route right Yeah. where because it, everything's a bringer show so you have to the comedy right. clubs you, when we started you can just go up you know yeah. what i
1: mean then you start to, you're right it is different now then, like, then,
0: yeah so giggles we're used to just going up and being like if you're funny then you go up early in the night if you're bad then sorry you're at 1 a.m with yeah. angel rivers you know what yeah, i mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unnecessary digging rivers <laughs> and so like uh, um uh so you know how you up, moved up and down the ladder how you were progressing almost like a sport right, right. then you go to other clubs like yeah it's bring four people i'm like I- i've been doing this for a while like yeah you know what i mean i've performed at your club on off nights like well, it's the, so and in i'm the, not and and Oh, go ahead.
1: Just, no, and the problem, if, if you start out bringing people, then the club will appreciate that. Right. And then, and they will reward you, most right. likely, with a good spot and, and let you do time. And right. Terry was like a slave to bringers, like a, especially yeah. then. It's oh, like God. if you brought 20 people, it's like you can do as much time as you want. You I remember I mean? the
0: second Terry told me I didn't, have, you know, or didn't demand that I bring people. I was like, oh, yeah. my God,
1: I finally However, crossed the threshold. However, if you do it from the beginning, they're going to expect it. Right. For a longer time. So if you bring... You've already burned it's out. It's easy to bring 50 people right. to your first right. comedy show. Right. I mean, everybody and their mothers are going to want to see you exactly. the first time you try it. But you burned out all the your friends. The second show, the third show, the fourth... Now you're like... And then the club's like, no, we we're, were putting you on stage. But mm-hmm. if you start out with nobody and you're like, and you just are funny... You know, you get. You're not going to be funny right away, but you get, and they see you working on getting funnier. It's like at least you didn't establish yourself. That's a,
0: that's from the club's end, right? right? So from for I took the op- the opposite approach as you just. Or by happenstance, it wasn't forcing it, but it, I enjoyed you know ha- yeah. hanging out with friends. But then they, like you said, they tell other friends, and now more people are coming. And I'm like, I'm trying to get better. I don't now. I don't want to manage 15 people. You know what right. I am mean? like, trying yeah, to get yeah. better. I'm trying to work on this. I want to hang out and talk and to you comics. You got a glad
1: hand. That's the problem. You got a glad hand. And, gotta, like, and I
0: feel bad because people wanted to see me and spend time with me. But I'm like, I'm I, I got another show right. after this, they, so they don't understand.
1: Like and you're trying to establish an identity as one of the comics, yeah. And so it's hard to do that when it, all your friends are. Exactly, you're and I'm real
0: like, friend. I'm like, I need to really like. I, yeah. I, can we go another time and just have dinner and not be here? Yeah. You're basically at my job. It's hard to explain to people at my job. I'm like, I need to network in this. See, this makes sense to you though. Here's what's 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 like did some psychological damage to me is that uh, one, be, you know, just doing comedy, you miss everybody's birthdays, everybody's. You don't yeah. see your friends' kids. It's just it's it's frustrating because yeah. people only have time on weekends, and so people feel like you're cutting them out of your lives. I'm like, I'm not. I'm trying so hard. Right. But then yeah. all you do, all these bringers, and you bring all these people, and they see you when you're early and you're terrible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So then two, three years later, you get better. And then you start working the clubs on weekends. And then those people start coming back. And our uh, friends would tell me, yeah, they, they brought all their work friends. And their friends love me. And they're like, we thought you were fantastic. And the whole drive here, they're like, hey, he's a friend of mine. So he's going to be terrible. I've seen him. He's awful. I'm like, you told your friends I was terrible? Because yeah. you saw me three years ago. The last time you saw me perform was yeah. at a dark giggles open mic. You know what I mean? When they're in their closing death
1: rows. I never got it that, that, <laughs> like, explicit. However... I would get all these backhanded sort of like, "Oh my god, you were like actually you were funny. good." Why'd you, you were say like, actually? Why'd you say qualifier yeah. actually? I would get that a lot. It's like, <laughs> I mean, no, it's like I'm serious. Like even <laughs> even the joke I had heard before, it's like you just tell it better. Like it's like. <laughs> Okay, I get it. That, that is interesting though. I, now that you told me about that,
0: that, that Conan moment, that like second moment, because I remember watching your set and because it's the difference between live comedy, you yeah. know what I mean? Where people are like, hey, I already saw that guy's Comedy Central special. Why would I go and pay 20 bucks at a club? And right. then I would drag my friends. I'm like, just do it. Just go. And they were like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, he didn't tell a single joke from a special. These are all the jokes that he couldn't tell or he wants to tell. So those are, just, I've had some friends now fall in love with comedy because that's not what they thought, right? Right. I always love, because you're such a great writer, it always cracks me up when, when you do act outs. Because it's uh, yeah. not you're not you're not an act out comedian, yeah, right? So yeah, when you do yeah, act outs, it kills not. me, right? Yeah. So when I was watching the Conan things, there was a couple jokes where now I know why. But I was just kind of like, man, you should have hit that hard. <laughs> he should have uh. done full on act out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely
1: don't have the act out. I'm trying to get better at least about moving around on stage. Yeah. Like that's uh our, Chris Rock said something that really made sense to me. It's like mm. if you move like, if you stand still, the audience can turn, they can look at their phone, they can have a drink, they can say something to their friend, they turn back, you're in the same spot. But if you're moving, they turn, they look up, you're not there anymore, they're like, oh, oh shit. And it's like, you yeah, oh, have yeah, to pay attention. Yeah, anymore. yeah, you're so not there. I, that mm. always stuck with me. So I am, I am trying to, like, uh, move around a little bit more on stage. But the act-outs, I'm still not, like, crazy high energy or anything
0: well yeah there's so many comics and i was like i gotta get better stage work because now on the road i just have to do yeah. i have to do a crowd work i just have to do it i don't like to it's not my strong yeah. suit but now that i've gotten a couple gigs and they haven't gone ideal now i know because i've never done crowd work and now right. i have to add this to my skill set so yeah yeah, yeah.
1: I, i'd say like you know because people always talk like crowd work and so it's an interesting thing because really all that is is being like in the moment it's just mm-hmm. being present being so present. If the room's on fire you go oh my god there's like a f- you know there's flames rising up in the back we're all going to die and you would address that yeah. right yeah if uh, now that's an extreme example but if somebody like if 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 the whole you can make small observations you can make big but i like to just like now be a little more uh Let's just talk about what's going on in this room mm-hmm. right now. And mm-hmm. you do the jokes, you don't you're not like a robot. I don't mm-hmm. I used to be like you could just set me in front of a yeah. microphone yeah. and I would go. And yeah. I would just do my set and it and it didn't matter what happened really. But you're now it's so necessary. comfortable in your material that you can be yes. present. And you can and you can also you're not rewriting weave jokes it in, your in head. a little better so that it feels you just get better at making it feel like it's happening. This one time, right? You know, and this and it's the only time you're going to say it and then it'll just be gone. Yeah. So that's that's what I've been trying to work on. And I, you know, but that's the great thing about comedy is all the stuff we're talking about moving around, act outs, you know, crowd work, you know, being present, all that stuff. It's like it's like being like a fucking wizard or something. Like even at seventy five, you can still be getting better. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like there's little tiny craft things yeah. that you can pick up and add to your toolbox, and then you Pe- know. people don't recognize
0: the craft or the art behind it because they're like, yeah, hey, it's not right. talking
1: about boners, whatever. You know what I mean? They don't see the. Yeah. yeah, it's always like either I think what people pick up on who aren't comics, it's it's either um, the joke mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite joke, mm-hmm. or this is a really funny joke, mm-hmm. or it's the like. I just like the way he talks. Or Mm-mm, I think he's yeah. just cause which is really like cadence or accent or something. They like I think he's just a funny way of speaking or a funny way of um, talking. So I think that's what people pick up on the most. The in in fact maybe even that more so than like specific jokes. because People have a hard time like remembering recall. jokes. Yeah. This could be a good thing for like scientists to talk about. But if you do even let's say twenty minutes of stand-up, right? And immediately after the show, and they were laughing. like mm-hmm. they, they, You kill. Right. Immediately after the show, you could ask them, like, okay, name five of the things I talked about. I don't think they could come up with – they could probably come up with one. Right. One or two of their – and if they really sat down and thought about it, maybe they could get to three. But right. They just – there's no – like recall it's yeah. like if they hear the joke for the second time they might go oh yeah yeah yeah, okay but they don't all they remember is laughing and having a good time and maybe one thing really hit them and right. they're like i'm gonna remember to talk about that with tomorrow i'm meeting. gonna talk about this later yeah, i I'm just gonna, enjoyed
0: this they just yeah. look at the broad sense this is that's interesting uh um uh, uh jeff lott right yeah i, I love jeff lott right yeah, yeah yeah and so he's uh so he he told me too he's like um when i was first getting going he's just like you he's like you're you're obviously just a young comedian just working whatever he's like you don't have, you know what I mean? The best, ju- you know what I mean? You're not the, the just, just jokes that I'm remembering. He's like, but what, just watching you perform, he's like, I, you, I buy into you. You know what I mean? Like, I know that you're not listening to other comedians and be like, oh, I'm gonna do a version of that joke. Whatever yeah. you're saying, that's you. Well, that's you, a good compliment. It's a huge compliment. Yeah, yeah, for that's yeah. that's you know what I mean. That's way more than like, yeah, I thought you're funny tonight. That was very like much more precedent.
1: Than- well, I heard this thing like uh, Barry Katz would. He's this um, kind of legendary comedy manager you know and he would watch sets on mute so he would literally watch guys and just in girls you know comics come out and the first like 30 seconds just no sound because he didn't care what the joke but he could just tell by the way they carry themselves or the way they Looked or act. He's yeah. like, I know if they have like the thing yep. or the confidence or whatever. Yeah,
0: that easy, easy comfortability, that right. comfort, right? Yeah. yeah. So
1: that was always, you know, there's so much that goes into it. You could talk about it for yeah, know. days. Well,
0: yeah. I, I had actually had quit comedy a little while ago. I was just like, yeah, I'm done. I got all these other project things I need to right. I just can't invest, and
1: I'm not, you know, I'm not good idea. Well, that's, every, but that's <laughs> the thing is like anytime you know, I,
0: I remember there's times where I would be featuring for people and be like, uh, how long have you been doing? I was like, ah, I've been doing it for like six years, and they're like, how many times have you quit? I'm like, like four. He's like, ah, now I like you. Now yeah. I trust you because he's like. On the road, comics lie to me all the time. Like, what? This is my life. I'm blah, blah, blah. The fact that you told me an honest answer and that's the right answer. Like, you should, if you haven't thought about quitting a few times, you're probably not working hard enough or doing it the right way. Right. Yeah. And so, um, uh, it was just another bar gig where I'm just like, this is just demeaning. Like, uh, one of the comics had a phenomenal set. And afterwards, they're just making the audience is making fun of his clothes. So, like, one audience member is like, oh, you were so funny, but like, man, you dress like an idiot. You're a homeless guy. I'm like, because they want to be part of the joke. Oh, right. And that's no, we can sit in the back and crank on each other, but that's, and I'm like, yeah. this guy just had the set of the night, and everyone's just bashing him. I was like, man, I'm done. This is just dumb, right? Yeah. Then, uh, but then you know, people started offering you gigs again. You're like, eh, it's you know,
1: time to get right. back up there and yeah. rush it off. And so we. It's do a- hard to quit. It's so hard. Well, we- it's hard to keep doing it. But I think it's harder to quit. Way hard
0: uh, because you're like, like you said, this is what I do now. Right. Why, what am I gonna go back to? And so
1: much of your identity now is, is built wrapped into up it. into it. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's and that and as you know, all it takes is one good set, and the whole last week of horrible things happening to you is just kind of like, wait, what happened? Right. I got in a car accident last week. I don't even remember. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So I had this horrible thing, and somebody booked me for thing, and it's a guy I liked. And so he's he 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 was like, I want you to close out the show. I was like, All right, man, I like you, and I'll close out the show. But yeah. I was just like, but my confidence was racked because I'd already quit, and because of the last time, I was like, I don't want to do. And sure enough every young comic bomb their faces off so uh. 40 50 people walking out the door so that as i come up to, to close out the show right they're like and now are you guys ready for your blah 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 and then uh people are grabbing their jackets as i'm walking on stage you know what i mean so i'm just and so then i go i grab the mic and the cord falls out
1: you know, uh. right exactly
0: you know and i'm like oh, boy. and so once again like yeah. you said already people are looking at their phones and looking around and grabbing jackets as they feed to the cords like well that was the last knife that i knew right. that was the last thing like the cord dropping out honey let's go right yeah so i'm watching people dro- going out in droves as so now there's only like 15 20 people left right and i had one of the best sets of my because i was just in the moment like, i don't care and so i was just like slowly adjusting the cord as slow as i wanted to you know what i mean yeah. and just joking about it the entire time you know what yeah. i mean and that's all and then immediately for the first time in a long time i was like I'm in the pocket I'm right in the window right now and I right. own everybody in here and they were like you can come back here every week and we'll give you money just come in every week I'm like oh I got my own little, little wow. open mic toy there now there you know? go. And I go yeah, yeah man it's,
1: uh, that's awesome though yeah I mean maybe that's what it takes It's like little breakthroughs like that are great you know right it's
0: but it's just, I was like, ah, see, I forgot that feeling. It's such a great feeling that, you know, then you're right. like, it's hard to let go of that. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, like yeah. sitcom stars from the 80s that are just like, remember me? I was Mikey on, man. <laughs> well, and the cool you to- thing
1: about scan of 2 is, is like, it doesn't matter like, you know, if you're if you're making a lot of money or not a lot of money or like if in your day job, you're like a manager, if you're like a... Work at Best Buy and you load boxes for minimum wage or whatever. When you're on stage, you're on. You're the Mm -hmm. boss. Mm -hmm. You're the commander. There's nobody in charge of you. Mm -hmm. There's nobody like. You are running that room. And right. you're. if there was an emergency, it would be like up to you to like tell yeah, people yeah. what to do. Yeah. Like it's that much of a command position. Right. And even if you're the opener, but while you're on stage, you, you're you, the guy. Yeah, you know? you so own that room. It's uh, – that's that's part of it that I love too is like the control. You well, know?
0: well, let me ask you this. Where you are now, right,
1: mm-hmm. is in the
0: level that you're at. Like so many – a phenomenal acts like Seinfeld or Bill Burr are just kind of like, I-, I gotta go back to comedy. This is dumb. I'm t- you know what I mean? We're yeah. looking at them like, oh my God, you're on sitcom and like, yeah, it sucks. It's a lot of work. It sucks. Yeah. I just want to go back to doing comedy. You know what I mean, right? That's the draw and that's the sign of a real comedian which... I don't have that, you know what I mean, right? But that I'm just I just want to go back to the stage, and I'm seeing it more and more, and I'm like, oh, this guy's performing it. Then I find out why they got all the money in the world. They're just yeah. like, this is this is where I feel comfortable, where I'm happy, and where I and they're brilliant. They're and brilliant. I
1: think guys like that never even quit. No, like Uh-oh. even he he they just went straight through. Like, so do you
0: do you because that's to me you're that kind of guy, right? Like you're you're such a proficient yeah. Writer I would that,
1: all yeah. I would always do stand exactly. Yeah.
0: So, but are there other elements that? with that in mind, are you like, now that I've done that, I'd love to do tonight show or now that that I'd love to do voice work. Is there stuff that you're like, this is yeah, something I wanna I'm, reach for. I
1: so like right I'm in a mode now where again, like you said, I I I definitely would just like to do stand up the rest of my life. However, I'm also smart enough to realize like you that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, your chances is some people do it, but your chances of breaking to the point where you can pack a club or pack a theater just off of stand-up and nothing else, not podcast or social media or movies or TV, like just from word of mouth of your stand-up comedy, that's a hard thing to mm-hmm. do. It's very rare. Like, mm-hmm. there's a few guys I'd say who've done it, but very rare. So I am i recognize it's like why I live in L.A. Like, I got to get that other thing going. You What's know? that other thing? For that's you, what I'm trying to trying find. Trying to figure you know? it out? I'm trying to figure that out. We're, we're launching a podcast soon uh, as well, and like... Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm writing scripts all the time, and yeah. I'm, you know, trying to like, you know, whether it's like hosting a stupid show or whatever, right. it's like. You, I stay in LA to do stuff like that. Because Would you enjoy
0: that being a host of a show?
1: I don't know. You don't know. It's just you just want to know <laughs> that cares? this is exactly. I just, I mean, maybe. I, I mean, if you get to be funny and talk to people, I guess. But right. what I really enjoy is being having clubs call me instead of the other way around. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. That's when that's you a can big deal. flip the tables like that, that's and huge. they want you because they know you can pack a room. Then that's awesome. Comedy is a lot more fun, yeah, right? and a lot easier. And I don't have to like look at big blank spots in my calendar and wonder how I'm going like, right. to fill that up. Right. You know? So that is, uh, really the ultimate goal is finding that thing to put butts and seats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that, then I can just like, it's fulfilling enough. My brain is not so big. Like I'm not this creative, monster that's like okay i have like i want to write this movie mm-hmm. and i want to get this you know web series and i want to do all this like have all these ideas and i want to like create 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 like i'm so satisfied just filling up a notebook going on stage yeah. doing stand-up totally. and i'd like to rec- you know i'd like to do an album and then get an app al- you know um uh, record an hour and then do another one and do another one like that's would be great however um I just know that like it's going to take other stuff happening mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. get to the success part of that that I'm uh, interested in. Gotcha.
0: Well, that's yeah. I think that's the mark. Well, we'll put your information on the website so people can always yeah. listen to this and check yeah, yeah, and see yeah. that. And let's do it again once you, once you record the album. Hell we'll yeah. We'll do it again, and then we can discuss that gap and what, you know what I mean? We should exactly. it, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that, man. It's great to see you, brother. It's been yeah, fun. Yeah,
1: good to see you too. Thanks for having me. Of course. I do
0: know how to end these things. That's good. I have no clue. That's I a good no ending. Clue. That was great.
1: <laughs> That's very cordial.
0: Yo, that was, uh, the first episode in our three episode arc of, following the career trajectories of a stand-up comic. And uh, we wish Andrew nothing but the best of luck. If you haven't seen him, go check him out. We are going to post right on our website his his Conan special, so you can see his appearance on Conan. Um, so it'll be right there on the website, as well as our uh, our sponsors, Baxel and Amino uh, Complete Rx we'll put right there on the website for you, and, and it was available right there in on the online store. So remember, sign up to become a member. Um, you get discounts and everything in our store, and uh, uh, tons more benefits. So hope you enjoyed, and uh, we will see you in a week. Peace.
1: Everything you know is wrong should be listened to for entertainment
0: purposes only. Although some guests on the show are medical doctors, most are not, and the host is barely even a person. Nothing you hear on this
1: podcast or read on our website should be considered medical advice. Consult your doctor and use common sense before doing anything you might think have a lasting effect on your body, mind, and spirit.